Ink and Quill illuminates on literature, culture and beyond. That's cool, isn't it? Listen to the sound of some incredible readings. The Great Wall story is the story of the relationship. The imagery in China is so strong. It's a book about the human story. Ink and Quill. Something provoking. We have to think like a queen. Something thoughtful. History's fantasy, really. Something fun. See some naughty people trying to steal panda cubs. All here on Ink and Quill. Discovering literature and following the stories behind your favorite authors, this is Ink and Quill. I'm your host, Yang Yong, right here in Beijing. In 2012, a young netizen whose green name was known to the public as Zhou Fan dropped a bombshell on Chinese social media. On the morning of March the 18th, on Sina Weibo, China's Twitter-like microblogging site, this undergraduate student posted a final note. I have depression. Thus, I have chosen death. There's no particular reason. Don't mind my sudden departure. Bye, bye, everyone. Several hours later, local police confirmed that Zhou Fan had passed away. The 23-year-old had ended her life on her own terms. The incident shocked the whole nation. Depression, a clinical disorder that had not been widely recognized in China before, finally stepped into the limelight. As Zhou Fan's social platform lay out a years-long struggle in the open, the public started to get an idea of how a soul succumbed to depression. In the following years, Chinese social media has witnessed the growing outpouring of emotions among Zhou Fan's followers. So far, her last words have been reposted more than 90,000 times and received over half a million comments. Though most of the comments are full of encouragement, sympathy and condolence, some are sending certain alarming messages. I'm so jealous of you, Zofan. You accomplished something that I crave the most. Every day, I pretend to be carefree. But in fact, even when I am alone, I am overpowered by anxiety. I don't know whether I could muster up enough courage to live on. My mom saw the scar on my wrist. She just scolded me. She doesn't understand how difficult my life is when I discuss my pain with happiness. According to a 2012 report released by the World Health Organization or WHO, depression had already become the leading cause for disability worldwide. Just earlier this year, during a news briefing held in Geneva, Dr. Dan Chisholm, a health system advisor from WHO, revealed a much more shocking fact. That uh, is also extremely common across populations. We estimate that for depression, it's something like over 300 million people suffer from uh, depressive disorders. So if you put those in uh, percentage terms, uh, at the global level, around 4.4% of the world's population suffer from depression. 
As studies found out, the number of people who suffer from depressive disorders has increased by 18% within the decade. Rates, and this is not a new finding, are higher amongst uh, the female population uh, than the, the, the male population, roughly 1.5 times more common. If we look at it from an age uh, perspective, we see slightly higher rates for depression in older adulthood. But what is depression exactly? What does depression feel like? Why are some people more prone to this illness than others? And most importantly, is it treatable? In today's Inconquil, we try to search for answers to these questions. This is Zhang Jing. I suffered from insomnia around that time. I couldn't sleep a wink. He is the deputy editor-in-chief at Caixin, one of China's top financial media groups. Insomnia felt terrible. Then I realized I couldn't function normally anymore. From the outside, it looked like a mood swing. But actually, there laid some dire functional problems. My memory, as well as my ability to read, write and think, had all been affected. My brain could not process information as swiftly as it used to be. All these symptoms appeared in 2011, when this veteran journalist first realized something was wrong with him. I remember around that time, I was scheduled to interview Li Li Guo, the former Minister for Civil Affairs. I was supposed to draft a question list, but I just could not write down anything. I printed out every article about the interviewee, yet none of the words made any sense. Though so many hours had been spent reading an article of merely a few thousand words, I still didn't get it. I knew I was not all right. But I didn't know it was depression. Zhang Jing was not the only one who is ignorant of the issue. According to a report released by the prestigious medical journal The Lancet, more than 90 million people in China were suffering from depression in 2009, and the number is believed to have increased since then. However, it's estimated that only 10% of the patients go to see a specialist. The rest are either not aware of the mental problems or reluctant to seek help due to the social stigma associated with the subject. Here are just a few examples to suggest the common public opinion towards depression. My elder sister encourages me to break up with my boyfriend. Her main reason is that he has depression. She thinks he is just being unreasonable and fussy. In her mind, how could a guy get depression? Men are supposed to be tough. They shouldn't show any weakness. I've noticed there are many people around me who are suffering from mild depression or mania. Some do not even believe they have a problem that needs treatment, while many others are just too ashamed or too afraid to acknowledge their condition. In that case, things could get worse in the long run. 
Fortunately for Zhang Jing, the journalist who struggled with his mental health, a friend suggested him to go to see a doctor. He was immediately diagnosed with moderate depression. Several antidepressants were prescribed, but things were not improving. Later in his blog entries, Zhang detailed those dreadful moments. My brain feels like something filled with lead all the time. It's like an invisible hand gripping my head, which feels rusted, dizzy, and blunt. I start to stammer. There is a burning sensation in my chest. I feel like doing nothing at all. Any activity sounds too daunting. I don't want to talk. Too afraid to pick up the phone while too lazy to check my text messages and text back. I don't want to see anybody. Every morning when I open my eyes, I don't know what to do. Sometimes I lie on my bed. Sometimes I sit for no good reasons or just pace around the room. Slowly, I am killing my time. After months stranded in helplessness and despair, Zhang Jing reached out to his doctor again. This time, his condition had aggravated. The doctor offered hospitalization and electroshock therapy, which he rejected. Zhang ditched the first psychiatrist and found another, who prescribed a different set of pills. Yet the side effects brought by new drugs hit him harder than ever. As Zhang later recalled in his blog posts, during the first few weeks of his treatment, his hands were too shaky to hold anything, his legs were too weak to walk, while his ability to speak was almost lost. In extreme agony, he even considered taking his life. Around that time, I was almost dependent on my reason to hold back my suicidal thoughts. I remember when I took the lift, I had to constantly remind myself to step away from the window. I was so worried that I would jump on impulse. It took a fairly painstaking and tortuous process for the second doctor to make a clear diagnosis. Rather than suffering from standalone depression, Zhang Jing was actually a victim of bipolar disorder, a combination of mania and depression, fluctuating in cycle. Misjudgment is pretty common. Lots of cases could not be confirmed. I would not accuse my doctors for misdiagnosing my illness. Otherwise, we put too much pressure on them. Unlike other diseases such as appendicitis and tuberculosis, the symptoms of depression are not that accurate and quantifiable. Blood tests and X-ray examinations are useless. You have to fumble and observe in the dark. Now, taking six different types of antidepressants a day, Zhang has been stabilized and back to work. From the depths of sheer darkness, he has finally turned a corner. This seasoned journalist decided to put pen to paper by documenting his own experience online. Before, I was never really interested in human mentality. I didn't care about what was going on in people's heads. I just went with the flow. It was only after I went through depression and recovered that I now understand how our inner world works and what mental illness really means. 
My curiosity drove me to do more research. Gradually, I started to post my articles online to share with others. Thus, a book was born. Nothing was planned. Titled "Weather Through: Notes on Depression Recovery" or in Chinese, "Du Guo: John's book is one of the few of its kind that combines both case studies and theoretical analyses. Confessing his breakdown and transformation in the almost painful candor, John is determined to break down the stigma. We always develop a sense of shame towards certain illnesses. The three most humiliating diseases are HIV/AIDS, infections, and mental disorders. Sometimes, when someone around us is diagnosed with depression, we are so shocked. We wonder how is it possible? He looks so happy every day. But what we don't know is that some patients try to conceal their health conditions. Why? Because society lacks knowledge regarding mental illness. Discrimination does exist. If employees catch wind of an employer suffering from depression, they automatically question whether the individual is normal or not, or whether they are capable of carrying out important tasks. In the eyes of Zhang, depression is such a misleading word. Yes, everyone feels blue from time to time. But still, there is a huge difference between a serious clinical disorder that would sap up your every being and the kind of distress your kids express when you prohibit them from playing outside on a rainy day. Depression doesn't have a very concrete, clear definition. It's the general term that describes a number of mental illnesses. If you catch appendicitis, doctors could tell you precisely where the inflammation is and how to treat it. Yet depression requires a broader examination. So far, we still don't know what causes depression. It could be the result of neurotransmitter imbalance or the shrinkage of hippocampus in the brain. The symptoms could differ from person to person as well. Some may have trouble sleeping. Some would suffer from mood swings, while others could just lose motivation. Why is it so difficult to treat depression? Because if you look at its definition, symptoms, and treatment, nothing is certain. He also warns that if people dismiss depression as some sort of trivial laughing matter, the consequence could be disastrous. The suicide rate is pretty high among people with depression. At least one third of them have suicidal thoughts. Every year, at least 200,000 patients have suicide attempts in China. Why? Because depression makes you feel like nothing is meaningful. For people diagnosed with terminal cancer, at least they can still feel happiness and affection at intervals of pain. They are still attached to this world. Yet depression utterly destroys one's ability to be happy. But if there is no nostrum for depression, what should we do? Theoretically, medication and psychological intervention are the two major way out. Sport therapy is subsidiary. These three methods must be applied at the same time. 
As for every patient, the treatment must be determined on a case-by-case -case basis. As Zhang Jing's book, Weather Through, gradually gains popularity, he has also opened a public account on WeChat, which attracts nearly 30,000 subscribers. On the digital platform, he not only promotes knowledge about mental health, but also encourages his followers to speak up and share their respective stories. These stories become the content of the second installment of Weather Through that was published in 2016. His third book is scheduled to be released in 2017, which will be a practical handbook for patients and their families. Now hailed by media as depression specialist, Zhang has actively participated in public speeches, lectures and consultations. He also works with NGOs and doctors to educate the public about mental problems and the damage of the culture of silence. When asked about his future plan, the journalist replies, I don't know what will happen. I just let it be. The only thing I know for sure is that no one is immune to depression. If you understand what depression is, when the worst happens to you or your loved ones, you will be well prepared. note, it's time to wrap up. If you feel you are dealing with depression, you are welcome to follow Zhang Jing's WeChat account, whose ID is Zhang Jing Zai Beijing. Or you could talk with professionals from your local healthcare centers and clinics. If you want to share your thoughts on today's program, you can follow our Facebook account, China Plus. Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Yang Yong. Here is a song from Hong Kong singer Sammy Chen, Chase Again, Yi Jui Zai Jui. We would like to wish everyone who is fighting their black dog of depression to find courage and inspiration.
在乎，愿我爱得过去。